Hey, good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. And good night or not not or not or night. You realize we do the stupid clap thing every time to try to like sync up our recording, but uh-huh. basically basically the good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night is the clap. Like if you match up good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, you'll basically be good. Is that genius what I just said or stupid? It's still a tie. It's the microseconds won't be on one hundred percent. You know what I mean? Ah, oh, microseconds. Yeah. Well, Saif, um, first of all, we're not gonna. I promise we will not spend a lot of time on the podcast talking about podcast business. But, okay. but, but we do have to say thank you yeah. to how many people finally bit the bullet and jumped on Patreon for the Styles B episode. Uh, fine. Yeah, I don't want to call it the Styles P episode, but yes, locks, the locks talk, the verses talk. Well, no, no, but the but the regular verses was episode was free, right? And the Styles P was the I, Patreon. All right, I just want to believe that the talk was so good, right? The talk the talk game was talkable. They were like, let's right. jump on this. We got to get more of this. Now, we are we are hearing. There's some confusion about Patreon, the $5 tier, the $10 tier. I want everyone to know we're figuring out a solution. It will be implemented. By the time you're hearing this podcast, it's already been implemented. There's a solution in place, but I just want you guys all to know, super grateful for people who actually spend their hard-earned money to rot with WANEP. You guys know this has been a labor of love. I did um, I did Van Lathan's podcast recently. Um, you may remember Van Lathan in his previous life as the black guy on TMZ. Is that that anymore? No, he's just he works for the Ringer and Spotify, does a podcast, um, and he like he's uh, he's you know he lives out in L.A. He's produced he produced on that movie that Joey Badass starred in that short that got oh uh, yeah the Oscar. Uh, that won the Oscar. He was a producer on that. Like so, he's just doing different things. But he does a podcast with um, Rachel Lindsay, who who I believe was on the. The Bachelor, The Bachelorette. Uh-huh. Um, lovely, lovely, talented lady. Okay. Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, yeah, so they do the podcast together. So I was on there promoting the old Real Late album, which is streaming everywhere. And they asked me about a few things about podcasting. They they definitely gave Juan Epp its flowers um, and love for being the OG as as people have been recently, which is nice, but then they went on to ask me about like the Joe Budden, Rory Mall breakup, right? Okay. Which I know you you give two shits about. Yeah, I'm about, but, I'm about but, to go. I'm about to step out for a little while. But I, you know, you know, I'm I'm slightly closer to that with my history with the podcast, et cetera, right? So I gave my take on it, you know, which was I generally see that anything that happens as a Joe Budden breakup is Joe's fault. Because he's a dickwad. However, wow, wow. No, no, no. I don't mean, but I don't mean that in a bad way. Oh, all right, of course. You mean the good? Yeah, I mean, I mean it in the way like that when you know someone you're friends with is a dickwad. Right. So it just is what it is, and you can assume that when a relationship goes south, if it happens over and over and over again, you know what I'm saying? You can usually assume. Yeah. We're right? seeing a pattern I, in behavior here. We're seeing a pattern in behavior. Listen, I have my own shortcomings that make me an asshole, mm-hmm. but I have many different show co-hosts I've had in different ways over the years. 
I either still work with or are good friends with all of them. True, if you're true. someone who, like, when you work with people, they, they're out of your life after, there may be, you know, something going on there. But I also said on the flip side of that coin, Rory and Maul, if they never meet Joe Budden, they they don't have a podcast career. They they were the guys working with the hottest guy. <sighs> That's so even though he fucked them, he also gave them a gift. This is life. This is it's 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 not know. different. I have a, I have trouble saying never. You never know. True, true. It wouldn't like, have happened this way. But this particular situation, yes. And and Saif, hold on. This particular situation in which they are scorching hot. Scorching hot. Are they Top scorching the hot? In the podcast world, if you were to go look at the charts, yeah. they're at the scorching hot top of the charts. The, Joe Biden? Joe Biden Joe does Biden. not have... No, Joe no, no, Biden. Joe, oh, Joe Budden. Yeah. He's still at the top. Uh-huh. And now Rory and Maul are also at the top. Oh, they have a, a new thing. Yes, they left and have their own thing. Oh, and they're at the top with their new thing. Correct. Congrats. Congratulations. I, I'm very happy for them. So what I'm saying is everybody, they may they may have and probably did get fucked over by Joe in some ways because he can be, as I said earlier, a dickwad. What but a, there was a huge gift as well to working with him as well. What, what was the breakup about? Wow, you're really humoring things you don't care about today. I appreciate that. No, I'm, I'm, I'm curious now that they're on that they're on top. Um, the breakup was something along the lines of Rory wanted to dig into the financials. He uh, wanted to get his own eyes on like the deal with Spotify, and that's Joe Button's deal. And yes, and, and then Joe, he has, he has them working with him. Correct. It wasn't a it wasn't a three way deal. It was Joe's deal. Yeah, yeah, that they were a part of, but I think they wanted to physically see it. Like it would, you know, fall back, man. I I understand. Yeah, they, that's fall what happened. Back. They got to fall, fall back. Right, which was which I understand why that would take you, you know, to a bad place. I get it. I'm not Rory and Maul are not wrong. Joe sounds like he fucking fumbled it. Um Anyways, all of this was to say mm-hmm. about our Patreon situation that when I was asked by my friend Van Lathan about Rory and Maul, all I said was this. Do I feel bad that the situation was nasty? Yes, because Rory's a great dude. I don't know Maul well, but he seems like a good dude. Mm-hmm. However, they've made more money podcasting probably mm-hmm. in the last mm-hmm. two months than I probably have in my podcasting career. Mm-hmm. So... I'm not easily, gonna be sh- easily. I, I'm not gonna be shedding tears about any. That was what the point was. So for everyone now who's supporting our Patreon, this really is me and Sife's first attempt to turn this into an actual something of business one day. So we are super grateful to the people who like. When we see that number going up, Sife, I may be getting more joy from that right now than any other thing I have going on. I agree. Seeing that number go up. That that number to me is real. That's reality rap right there. Ain't nothing to it. Ain't no big business. Ain't no deal. We don't have an ad company. We don't have rev share, whatever. And all these words. That number right there is real. And I appreciate that. 
So that was the long story, the way of saying that. We really appreciate it because so many people have made so much money in this game. And listen, Syph and I did not invent podcasts, but the hip-hop genre was no doubt incredibly impacted and, and in part created by what we did here. So it is really cool that at least we have our people who rep for the squad. Now, Syph? Yo. I am currently on vacation. Congratulations. Well, what is vacation, I'm right? Not sure. I'm with my girlfriend. Okay. I'm with her dog, Rocky. Okay. And we are with my brother and his family at a beach house in North Carolina. No, you don't have your dog. I my I do not have my dog because okay. this house doesn't take dogs. Oh, uh, so you snuck so, a dog so, in. Yeah, because Rocky's a tiny little, little guy. A little guy. He doesn't even shed. He doesn't even have fur. He has hair. He doesn't even have fur. Bear, you can't sneak bear. He's leaving fur everywhere. There's right. just there's no sneaking. And so you're in a, he's you're with, in a beach house. We're in a beach house. Okay. So bear is with mom Dukes. Like it's like in Boys in the Hood, you know when you know when at the beginning, when Trey goes to spend the summer with Furious mm. Styles, Furious mm. Styles. How do you say the father's name? And uh, I say uh, Lawrence Fishburne. Um, <laughs> okay. You know what I just noticed about Boys in the Hood recently? I just saw a piece of it the other day, and he talks about gentrification yeah. in the hood. Yeah. But like, yeah. I don't remember hearing that word until like, like the last five, six years. You know what I remember? You know what I mean? But then I watched Boys in the Hood, and he's like, yeah, they, take, they, they want the crime to go up in these neighborhoods so that the property goes down and that they buy it for a cheap price, and then they bring the property. I was like, this was 90, what, 91 or some shit? 91 Some, somewhere around or, there. or 89 something yeah and i was like wow this is crazy that's exactly uh, what's happening well it's the it's the speech that he gives right yeah like at the billboard and then people start gathering around yo so here's the question and this is not what i even thought about as a it's 91 this is not even what i thought about as a topic yes. today but yes i'm good at my job i know we recently talked about menace because i had rewatched menace like, Boys in the Hood is sort of the more commercial, sort of a little bit, there's a little bit more cheesiness to it than, Men- Menace is a little more raw, I would say. Yeah. You know, like, there's no real hero. There's no Ricky. There's no real Ricky in Menace. Right. You know, although, I mean, there's Sharif. And by the way, Sharif gets killed in Menace, too. Yeah. The 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 Muslim anti drinking, anti violence, good brother, he also gets shot. But he's not the main character though. Right. Ricky's a main character. Yeah. And by the way, not even just Ricky. Cuba Goody Jr.'s a Trey's a great character too. Yeah. The only the only real asshole of that group of stars is Ice Cube, is Doughboy. Mm-hmm. And yeah. even Doughboy has redeeming qualities. Yeah. He's not a fucking monster. In in menace the product of his environment he's a prop and, and by the way so is so is o-dog but o-dog is so much more extreme than dope yeah yeah like if you do power rankings in early 90s los angeles based black film <laughs> o-dog is way more gangster than doughboy if they if that was remember the scene where doughboy goes yo we got a problem here we got a problem and lifts yeah. his shirt up and he's like what 
if that's with O Dog and MC8, Doughboy's getting killed in that scene. It's over. Yeah, yeah. Movie's over. <laughs> so it is. It is interesting because I just think Menace is a little harder edge to it. There's no. Neither of those movies end well. But in some ways, the end of Menace is even more fucked up. Dennis. So, Menace anyways, back like, to my vacation. No, well, I was just gonna say Menace is like it's a dope ass hood story to watch and some gangster shit. But Boys in a Hood is a family story. Like, you don't even have to be into hood movies to watch Boys in a Hood. It's like just a an, an American story. You know what I mean? I'm trying to think of what it is to me that makes Boys in the Hood in some ways the better, bigger movie, but also the cheesier movie. I think I think Is it Cuba Gooding Jr.? I mean, if you're gonna look at the actors, yeah, but it's like the story is like you could watch Boys in the Hood on a on a plane where you couldn't watch Menace. You know what I mean? They wouldn't show Menace. On a on a plane where like you know you know where you have like very mainstream audiences, but you can watch Boys Men- in the Hood. So Menace is just too is just too edgy. Yeah. And by the way, we you know we got to try to interview Kane. We should interview Kane from Menace. I want to know how he was cast. Like I know he was in. I think he was in Michael Jordan's Playground. I think the two movies he was in was Michael Jordan's Playground, which was barely a movie, and. <laughs> And menace, and then after that, bro, never to be seen from again. And his acting in Menace is pretty bad. <laughs> I think it says pretty good. He says pretty bad. Pretty bad. Kane's pretty bad. Now here's the funny part. So I just searched Boys in the Hood to get the year, and on Google it brought up the people also ask thing. Mm-hmm. Here are the top questions about Boys in the Hood on Google. Uh-huh. Number one, is Boys in the Hood a true story? Okay. Let's see what it says. No, Saif, it's not. Of course you not. Don't say. <laughs> you don't say. Oh, it's an amalgamation of many true stories. That's right, of John Singleton, God Rest His Soul's stories. Next question. Yo, people are wild, yo. People are really wild. Next question. Who killed Doughboy in Boys in the Hood? Okay. But, wait. Doughboy doesn't die in Boys in the Hood. Does he? No. The last okay. scene is him hanging out with right, Trey. Report, yeah. Yo, Doe. You still got one brother left. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you for that. And the, uh, by the way, that was pretty good. I nailed that. <laughs> I said I sounded just like Cuba Gooding Jr. <laughs> now, I, I I don't remember. Is there like print? Is there like writing after that and says Doughboy got killed? Does that happen? I don't remember. Let's see what it says. Shortly after, Trey sneaks out to join Doughboy, Dookie, and Monster. Trey embraces him and tells Doughboy... He has a brother in him. Mm-hmm. The epilogue reveals that Doughboy saw Ricky buried the next day and was himself murdered two weeks later. Oh, yes. Damn. I do remember that. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Yo, that made me sad right now. Not even watching the movie. 
You got pop, baby. Damn, Doughboy 2? Fuck. All right, and the third question, and this one's important. Wait, did it say was who killed Do- him? It doesn't say. No, no, all it says is that the epilogue says he was killed. Was Doughboy a crip? Mm. Because the guys that uh, killed Ricky Do- were in red. Doughboy and his crew were based on the Roland 60s Crips. Mm. Um, whereas the other rival crew was based on the Crenshaw Mafia Bloods. Mm. I got to say this. I in no way support gang violence. I'm from the suburbs. I have very little knowledge of gang violence. And obviously I see everything that everyone else sees with it being pretty terrible. I got to tell you though, Saif. West Coast gangs come up with some tremendous names. <laughs> I mean, come on. Rolling 60s is fire. Like, just as a name, that's fire. Rolling 60s? Crenshaw Mafia is pretty fire, too. Um, did you see uh, Talib Kweli interview Terrace Martin? Mm. I saw Talib post that he was interviewing. I saw a clip. And there's a there's a clip about uh being raised, Terrace Martin being raised crip in LA. It's an amazing, amazing piece of information about gang culture and how it ties back to African tribe and tri- all tribal shit. And it was really good. Whoa. Yeah. I never even really thought about it's really, that. I mean, of course not, because they only you know, the media only expresses reports violence and gang activity you know what i'm saying but it's like really like family god you realize how little people think of of that part of it oh and and what how could you we are never so far guys we are so far apart and this ties us back full circle to what i wanted to bring up to you so i know one app we have all kinds of listeners we have listeners like me super suburban white people Yo, yo, yo. We have we have a lot of people like Saif, you know, uh people born in the Bronx, in, in cities, in in urban areas. Not many like Saif that like used to be hood dudes who now literally hang out with the whitest people on planet Earth. He's unique <laughs> in that regard. We'll we'll get to that, which is Saif, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about talk to you about with regard to code switching. But we'll get there. But what I was going to say is that people from my sort of background it generally grow up and go to, like, the beach. That is a thing, you yeah. know. Um, we didn't do it a ton when I was a kid. We did it – We would actually, but we did it a fair amount. We would go to Maine. We would go to a beach up there. Um, and then when I got with my ex, her family had a, had a house in, like, the Delaware beaches. So that right. started becoming a regular part of my life was going to the Delaware beaches. And there was always a part of it that stood out to me as, like, often being just, like, incredibly white. Like, always white. Like, I know there are black beaches, right? There's Virginia Beach and Norfolk and and, and places like that where, like, there's a a black community that has beaches that people go to, vacation, et cetera, et cetera. But when you're white and you go to the places that other white people tend to go to the the beach at, you know, Saif, not only is it that it's white, but like, so I've been here for just since yesterday. Today, we're recording this on a Sunday. I got here Saturday. 
went to the beach this morning for an hour. We rented a house with a pool. We and I'm really excited that we have a pool because I don't know how to really enjoy going to a crowded beach with not crowded but a good amount of people. Mm-hmm. Summer summer vacation beach life. And I look around and the first people next to us have three flags. First of all, why did you bring a flag to the flag beach? Flag in the beach? Why did you bring like, a flag? Like a flagpole into the sand? That is correct. Wow. So yikes. So yikes. <laughs> so there are three flags, Saif. Uh, American flag what, off top. Off top, old glory, stars and stripes. Okay. I ain't mad at it. I ain't mad at it. I <laughs> okay. love America. I love America. Let's rock with one flag. Oh, wait, you have a second flag that looks very similar. Mm-hmm. But it has what? The 13 stars? I, I what flag is that? Is it the colonies mm-hmm. flag? Maybe the first flag, yeah. That's the That's actual the f- first flag. Spangled banner. That's the banner. That's it. Yeah. That was the banner. The 13, yeah. The 13 stars. And then on the side of that just a solid can go, can go so many ways but they're all the same way aren't they <laughs> it could go so many ways but it's all the same way and this version <laughs> this version of that way is the old solid don't tread on me flag. Ah, don't tread on me so this person's Which, a patriot way, so that that is that what that means that could just be you're a patriot don't tread on me is some yeah isn't that like some revolutionary war shit Originally, but then it's become, it's become some right wing calling yeah. card. Yes. But but obviously there is a difference. Here's the interesting part: there obviously is a difference between that and a MAGA flag. Yes. Right. There's like there's levels. They would have brought a MAGA flag if they wanted a MAGA. No, flag, it's not. Right? A, that's not MAGA. No. It, it, but it's like it's like the the, the third flag, Sif. When you, when I said there was a third flag. To me, the flags that that are options are thin, the thin blue line. Yep, I'm seeing a lot of those. Yeah. Those are or big. Confederate, Confederate, a, a Trump flag, straight a, a up Trump. white flag with blue letters, Trump, or or the Trump 2024. That's mm-hmm. the thing that exists. Oh, I haven't seen that one yet. I seen Trump 2020. You have that, but that's There's no more Trump new- Pence. No, Trump Pence is dead. Trump and Pence was a good one, and they're like, no, 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 fuck that. Pence is the only real split that happened. Like, yeah. that's really the only thing that happened. And then, and then there's don't don't tread on me, which is definitely a thing of of that side. So it's all right leaning to very right shit, but I guess with slight nuance between what they could be. But all of this is to say, I I don't really like going. To public beaches on the East Coast, like even the only beach that I've ever been to that did not have like the contingents of the the contingency of let me say it. Are you gonna say it? White trash. Uh huh. Okay. The only beach I've ever been to that was like not like that at all was when we went to a gunkwit in Maine. Because in a gunkwit, oh, Maine. Don't, don't say that again. Don't, can you not say that word again? 
a gunquit? That word just brings like a pain to my ear. What is this word? I, it's a terrible. Word. I know it's a Native American word, but it right. just sounds. But when you say it, so when you say it the way we no. say it, right? If I was like Native American, it would sound cool and correct. But instead, <laughs> it sounds like a nasty mess. <laughs> but a gunquit when we when we went there, everyone was either like. It was a it's it's one of the gayest places in America. Mm. So it's gay and also tons of Canadians because okay. it's all the way up in Maine. Right. So right. as a result, not a lot of white trash between the gays and the Canadians. Not a lot of white trash was there. But every other beach that I go to, it's like, well, you're going flags. to public beaches, right? Well, this is technically a private beach mm-hmm. that goes with the places you rent right but these rental communities are huge it's right. not, pri- it's not really so, private so you're so so there's so private beaches have the more uppity white folks you say probably i've never been to a real private beach or yeah. by the way they're racist too they just wouldn't bring the flag to the beach right and I, you know what but you're saying as- you're saying the people that bring the flags are white trash the people who bring a don't tread on me flag? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm likely saying. Wow. What, what do you think that's a do you think I'm is that a I stretch? I don't know. I don't know if every patriot is just Oh well, hold on, trash. hold on, hold on, hold on. Mm-hmm. Don't paint me with this brush. Mm. Not every patriot is busting out the don't tread on me flag because it's no longer it has lost its roots. Let's look this up. They've all they've all lost their roots. They've all lost their roots. So don't let's I was reading something the other day. The Confederate flag is not even actually the Confederate flag. What is it? What we call the Confederate flag is is one specific um, battle flag. And they've they've adapted that to be the symbol of the confederacy which is not the confederate flag looks more like uh an adaptation of the american flag oh really so they took this battle flag and made it the symbol for you know what they believe well listen and and there's a lot of terrible things we could say about the confederate flag but let me just give credit where credit is due Mm -hmm. it's a solid looking flag they chose a good one they designed it for what they did and what it meant (laughs) design wise No, I'm not mad at it design-wise. Design-wise is fire. It holds up. No, listen, especially when you consider it how bad, like, the graphic design is on Fox News. Like, right-wingers do not do good with graphic design. They're not artistic. I do like the the blue line flag, though. Oh, you think the blue? I like the blue line flag. (laughs) It's dope. Yo, it, it's so it's they, like a so, like I would I, like if it didn't mean what it meant, I would put that on a shirt like it's black and white with the blue with the dark blue line, a royal blue. But by the way, what is that supposed to mean exactly? Like, I don't what know. Is the blue? Oh. All right, so hold uh, on. Because why is it the, black and white? Why bright? And why are you changing what the flag looks like? I don't know why y'all are doing that and considering that patriotic. That seems weird, but it's okay. Let's um. I had an so encounter the, the, with a police officer this week and uh. Oh, what you did? I did all my shit. I have a very long story for you. I'll tell you. But I did all my shit, rolled down all the windows, turned off the car, got away scot free. You did because you did everything right. Maybe I do it all right. All right, hold on. I want to hear the story. You said you have a story with it, though? I had a bunch of stories. Go on. I want to hear all your stories. Okay, so the Gadsden flag, according to Wikipedia, 
is a historical American flag with a yellow field depicting a timber rattlesnake coiled and ready to strike. Beneath the rattlesnake are the words, don't tread on me. Some modern versions include an apostrophe. That's great. The flag is named after politician Christopher Gadsden, 1724 to 1805, who designed it in 1775. By the way, not nearly as good as the Confederate flag or even the thin blue line flag from a design standpoint. It was during the American Revolution. It was used by the Continental Marines as an early motto flag. It's sometimes used in the United States as a symbol for gun rights and limited government. There are Americans today that still display the Gadsden flag in support of freedom, independence, and for the United States military. So you're right. It sounds like, in theory, the don't tread on me is a definitive step away from a MAGA flag. It's it's still probably right-wingers. Probably, but they're not saying they love Trump. They're more just saying it, they're military and a they lot want of, less government. There's a lot of Republicans who don't like Trump, but they have to vote Republican. You know what I mean? Of course. So, so they likely did, this crowd, but they might just be anti-government, which, by the way. Well, Anti-big government. Anti-big government. Which I, is, never, I don't understand this argument at all. Why? In what way? I never understand the the bigger government, let smaller government. Like, it's it's, and then like the people that say we don't need a government, but like, but but you 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 proclaim this love for the Constitution, but then you say we don't need government. But the Constitution is the government; it's formed the government. Correct. Like when you speak of the Second Amendment, you you fight so hard for the Second Amendment, which is in the Constitution, which is the cornerstone of the government and then you say we don't want big government Wh- which one is it and then uh, it's a That's money a great thing, point. right everything's it's a so money confusing. thing everything but it's a but ultimately it's a money thing we don't want to pay taxes you don't want to pay taxes to the country you love which the taxes is supposed to be used to make the country better right or like i don't get it like how do you not want to pay taxes but you love the country how do you think the country functions? I know. It, it How is, do you go really... to Mount Rushmore and look at it with this amazement? And where do you think the money comes from? Yeah, you want to have your ridiculous over-the-top July 4th firework celebrations. How? Yeah, <laughs> Ow. Yo, it's so funny, too. Do you ever deal with any? You have to have in, in your circles. Maybe Dave's like this. I don't know. Rich people, the way rich people talk about taxes, I need to get to a point of being rich where I care about taxes the way yeah. rich people care about I taxes. I mean, they're taking a lot. So they're like, yo, they moved to whole different states just on the taxes. Yeah. And I didn't realize, someone told me recently, I didn't realize that in the case of like an expensive property, like a million-dollar home, maybe more than that, um, maybe a couple million dollars, whatever it might be, you could be paying in New York, you know, something like, depending on how expensive the house is, you could be paying close to $100,000 in property tax a year. That easily. Where, whereas you go to a place like Connecticut next door, and it drops down, like, in half or less. Yeah. But still, the thing that always miffed me about that is, 
and this is me being bad with money. I always think of it as, but if you have enough money to live in a place like that, are you really stressed that much about that, the money right. and taxes? Like, did you did you scrounge up two million and not <laughs> right. have like you need enough extra? You need four million to get a two million dollar house. Right, right. Like, did you? I I got one ninety nine eighty five. That's we all got I got. It. We got it. But we can't pay any taxes on this. <laughs> so you'd rather move dumb far away to pay the. La- I I just I don't know, man. Maybe one day I'll I'll be rich enough to to yeah, understand. Really, we don't know. I, we don't know about money. Call Rory and Maul. We <laughs> <laughs> know about money. <laughs> Yo, guys, talk to us real quick. Explain this, this, these taxes. Um, so, anyways, that was a long way of saying I have mixed feelings on the on the beach vacation, and I wonder. So like, now, here's the thing: it's 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 all. It's not just that it's all white people; is that there's no black people. You know what I mean? It's, it's like a different. It's like, are they not wanted here, or do they know not to come here, or do they just not want to come? Right. And also, is anyone going to see me here in a place this white? Like, I feel weird being in places this white. Now, is that a New York thing? A little bit. Yeah. And, and remember, by the we're way, we're spoiled in New York. We are spoiled. We have in terms so of, many different types of people around us. It, it is true. It is true. And, and like, you remember, my ex-in-laws were white. Yeah. Like, like... The whitest white people, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and I love them. They were great, but I, there was a part of me that was always like, "Man, this is really white." Which is sort of the interesting thing about, you know, being with Natalie now, who is Middle Eastern and very, you know, she, I, people could see her and think of her as white. I think she would get white treatment a lot of the time, most yeah. of the time, yeah. But it's but she's still not. A, she doesn't. She's not culturally so white at all. Mm-hmm. But also, just in terms of physical appearance, she's not that white either. And I feel a little more comfortable. And then, and then her her parents are straight up foreign, right? Which we haven't even talked about. Scythe. I haven't. Uh, it's been all the way since I was in high school. Was the last time I had a a, a significant you had that Brazilian other. chick. Exactly. Oh, Gustavisto, whatever they say. Broccoli, bro- broccoli Ronnie. What do they say? I don't know what the <laughs> fuck you speak you're that. You speak that Portuguese shit. That Gustalini Why are you? Know you s- why, why are you saying things that sound like Italian though? <laughs> but but it's it's the first time in a long time that I've had a significant others whose whose family is decidedly foreign. Yeah, and speaks a different language around me. Mm. It's been a long, long time. And, right. and, and and we had a conversation recently that I'm sure a lot of our listeners can relate to. Not you, because, again, people don't understand that you can be Puerto Rican the way Saif is, where it's literally just sort of a racial and cultural description. New York description. Indicate. Yeah, it's not a language identifier. But, but she was saying to me, she said sometimes she's had in her life a little bit of envy for people like me whose parents are like completely american because of like the level of understanding i can have with them because i'm sure this is super common and i'm sure a lot of listeners this is so basic to y'all and i apologize for not 
I was not aware. I didn't think about things like this. Natalie speaks Hebrew well enough to communicate with her parents in Hebrew. And they speak English well enough to communicate in English. But neither of them speaks the other language well enough to be perfectly in sync. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like Natalie's natural language is English. Her parents' English is good. It's really good, but it's not nuanced. And her, and and, Na- and, and Natalie's no, no, Hebrew uh-huh. is really good. Natalie's Hebrew is really good. It's fluent, but it's not nuanced. So as a result, I, I never even thought of this idea. You could live your whole life with your parents where you know each other so well, but your language and communication only has a certain level of nuance because neither of you speaks the other language perfectly. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. My, my, my in-laws, I have the same issue. What, what, how, how, without, how do I, how? Like they can't, like, I don't, I don't, I never really have a deep conversation with them because they're immigrants, you know what I'm saying? And they don't, there's some things they just don't really get or choose to get, you know what I mean? That's a perfect way of putting it, or yeah. choose to get. Yeah. Because they've been here for how long? Yeah, forever, 40-something years, maybe more. So would you say that you know them well? Uh, yeah. Yes, like but there's a love, there's love and affection. I know them well, but they're—I don't know how to say this without sounding bad—but they're simple. The the relationship is the, the whole all, all the conversations are like it's just basically yeah basic yeah very basic yeah. Do they understand like what you do? To a point, but not really. Like to a point. No, then no. The answer is no. Not really. No. No, they don't understand. And when they really want to communicate with each other, including your wife, they start speaking their native language. Correct? No. Not anymore. No. She doesn't speak it. Oh, she doesn't. So she hears and answers in English. She okay. Got it. Got it. Got yeah. it. Got it. Okay. It's an interesting thing though because. That's one of the things about language is like you only the way we communicate with each other, you can only go so deep. So like I've now met Natalie's parents like five to seven times, developing a real fondness for them. But like we can't go in depth on like political, cultural. No, right. Well, we you did. About you did with your other in-laws. But but dig this. But Natalie's family's Israeli and Jewish. My ex's family was not even close. But that's the thing. In a lot of ways, language is number one in terms of connecting people. Language, you might think that like um, my religion, oh, my religion or the origin, my the country that my family's from, that connects us. But the truth is, if we got stuck in a fucked up situation, the people we're connecting with first are the ones we can communicate with. That's uh, absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. That that it's number one. Your religion will go out the window if you can't communicate. 
Like you could be a, a Ru- where are the Saif, where are the Muslims from in like the um all the Russian areas? Yeah, like they're like they're like the they're like the ones that are like the part of Russia that's in Asia, like above Afghanistan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like um, it's where that fighter Khabib uh, yeah. Nurmagomedov is from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, all those cats are Muslim. Yeah, they're gonna relate to the while they speak Russian. They're gonna relate really well to the um, members of the Nation of Islam mosque in downtown Newark if they end up in a place together. No, no, people are gonna no, relate to who they can speak to. Yeah, exactly. And and we don't think about that enough. And like, it doesn't mean that I can't over time build an incredible bond with her family. And I, I hope I will. But at first, certainly, it's like it takes time to get the nuance. All of my shtick and who I am as a person comes within All like of nuance it. of language. Yeah. What up, son? Exactly. You when know you what I'm saying? What up, to... When you say what up, son, to someone who just learned English, the, the, what up is not even a word. And then I'm not your son. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's but that's all nuance. So I asked Natalie the other day. I don't know how it came up. We had a conversation about code switching. And the way that I sound... I had a conversation about this, too. And I don't quite get code switching. Go ahead. So she was asking... We were talking about how I sound on Hot versus how I sound on the K-Show versus how I sound here Mm -hmm. versus how I sound on Cheap Heat, for example. And... When do you record Cheap Heat? When? I'm always curious. It's like a, a Wednesday or Thursday situation. Okay, because they're cutting into my weekday shit. My weekends are ruined because you do a fucking wrestling podcast. But by the way, I don't want to do that during weekdays. I'm happy you're here. I have to because of the wrestling schedule. Go on. Sorry. So <laughs> I, I, I speak like Michael K has heard me before on Hot and talked about the, the quote-unquote affect on my voice. Mm. You know, and mm. it's funny because if 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 I were to call Ebro or Laura off the air, I sound the way I sound at any moment. But when we go on the air on Hot 97, I do sound slightly different. Either slightly or notice it. You know, we have listeners right now who I'm sure can tell us because they listen to me on both shows and are like, yeah, dude. I you are a different person on each show. Like I know you, but but Jay Z has this quote. Jay Z has this quote of that he said he was always the same person all the time, no matter who he was talking to, anywhere, any place. He was always the same. Um, I I'm not like that. I do code switch to. Something I don't. Different. I don't agree with. I don't believe that about the Jay Z. And by uh, the way, if that's true, it only comes with later with privilege once you're it came, it came later, yes. I came later. But, the, yeah, the first time he went to a meeting to try to sell the company on the RockAware idea, he yeah. wasn't talking the same way he did in the meeting no. at Def Jam. Maybe he was being authentic, but there's some more stuff you learn as you get older, wiser, richer. You know what I mean? Like, it was... Yeah, well, but good. is and, and but that's the question I have. I don't think one of them is not authentically me. One might be more authentic. Okay, me, what does code switching mean? Look that up since you're in your Wikipedia mode today. Ooh, thank you. 
What is this? Pina colada? My brother, my brother just brought me a beverage. By okay. the way, this is going to turn into a drunken one. At, in okay. This is for tell me. your tell Seriously. your brother tell your brother he needs some regular sneakers. All that fucking oh. open footwear shit is disgusting. Yo, Sife said you need some regular sneakers. Keep going. All that no, open reg- footwear shit is the disgusting. The open footwear shit is disgusting. He's yeah. disgusted. Yours. I posted a picture of us in Rockaway, and he saw your feet, and he was fucking just disgusted. He's, Nick you says never he's seen it. You never seen him. He says you haven't seen his feet. That's never the would you. He covers never his would feet. you. And he said you'll never see his feet because he would never wear flip flops. He, na- he said now he's going to feel self conscious about flip flops. You're welcome. Sife says you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Saif, you hear that? I don't, I don't know what he's talking about. He said he texted you back too late, and then you never texted him back. That sounds right. He said that sounds right. <laughs> All right, this is, I'm excited. Thank you. Sorry, we're almost done. We'll get back to the beach life. I'm sorry. Delicious. Bailey's and coffee. Wow, I'm on vacation, baby. Woo! Shouts to Bailey's. Mm. So what is code switching? As an a, I'm an ignorant person. I'm an ignorant doofus. Code switching is changing the way you talk based on the company you're keeping. So time and place? Is that what it is? To some degree. Because a lot of people use code switching with a very negative connotation. And I would not talk to my grandmother the way I would talk to Prodigy. Rest in peace. You know what I mean? Like, it's not the same. Okay. Do you talk? Who's the whitest friend you have in comedy? Chris Gethard. And I, no. and I know there's. Oh wow! Chris, no, Chris no, it's not even Chris like, Gethard. Ryan Hamilton. There's what? Ryan Hamilton. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Are you saying that Ryan Hamilton is even whiter than Chris Gethard? Yes, because Chris Gethard loves Big L and Run right, the he Jewels, loves and, stuff. and right, like right. you know what I mean. Like he's from Jersey, like. I would say Ryan Hamilton. Right. He he he. Chris presents incredibly white, but he has cultural knowledge. Right. Yeah. New York, East Coast, Northeast, hip hop, whatever. He's all he's a mix. Um, Ryan Hamilton is from a farm in Idaho. Um, um, he's a Mormon from a town of a thousand people. Mm. Okay. When you talk to Ryan Hamilton. This pasty white Elmer's glue mm-hmm. devil. Yeah. Do you do you believe you talk differently when you talk to him than you would if you were to call Sheik Luch right now? Uh, um, yes, but not as much as you think. Not not as much as you think. No. See, I was actually I do I know you. So I know the answer is you change it slightly, but you're not real. You're basically the same all the time because part of your charm in being in your comedy world is you being who you are. So you don't switch to be like them. Not to comedians. But now if I'm talking to a club owner, might be a little different. Um, What about about when we go to one of those meetings and there's like a 32-year-old cute brunette (laughs) Jewish executive type that you that is your favorite in the world named Dana Dana Silverman yeah she works at MSG Networks yeah right yeah when you when you talk to that person 
Yeah. Do you think you change? Uh, not again, not as much as you think, because it's all, it's all about entertainment. Now you're talking when I'm checking into a hotel or when I call customer service of United Airlines, that's a change. That's a change. Oh, really? Yeah, Luis Diaz is a change. What does Luis Diaz sound like? Very white. Really? Yeah, Luis Diaz is Luis Diaz is white. Luis Diaz is hi, hello, good evening. Not to say that's really? white, but you know what I mean. Yeah, Luis right, right, Diaz. Okay. Luis Diaz. Luis Diaz is hotels, flights, cops. Until the cop, <laughs> until the cop recognizes me, until a New York cop recognizes my voice or or recognizes my face, that's Luis Diaz. Right. Um, um, uh, walking into a restaurant. Hi, do you have a table for two? Table for two. I would. I would love a booth. Okay, so let's keep going. Who are you when you talk to your wife? Well, that's that's a whole other complicated issue. I don't even know who I am anymore. Um, <laughs> uh, that's I don't know. That's a good question. Like somewhere I, between. Yeah. It's in the middle. More, more cypher sounds, though. You're more cypher sounds. Yeah. More cypher sounds. That's cypher sounds. Cypher sounds is who I am. Like, I don't even, I don't even like when people say your stage name. It's not my stage name. It's my name. You know what I mean? It's my name. It's so interesting. I just, you know, I, I the way I talk like right now, the way that I'm talking, on this... vacation, couple beverages in, comfortable. This is me. This, this is how I talk now. I would say you and I on this podcast is the truest forms of each other. ourselves. Yeah, ourselves. Yeah, I think so too because it's for me. I talk with a sort of proper diction in general, mm-hmm. but can seamlessly weave into hip hop talk. And you throw and in you, you throw in some words sometimes. Like what? I don't know, like you know, what are one of them four syllable joints, son? Oh, okay, got it. Sure. But I also throw in hip hop shit. Okay, yeah. It's it's I gotta tell you But, I, but what's code switching though? Is when is it bad? I hold on. First, I believe that when people use it as it's bad, I fuck that. I believe people who say that are fucking assholes. Anyone who deals with different people at different times code switches. But, I do not care. Like I don't know anyone, black or white, who does not code switch at certain times. To your point, it's about knowing time and place. Like that's just life. But okay, so let's say let's let's we're gonna dig. We're gonna dig. Let's keep going. Okay. You're checking into a hotel, and in front of you is someone of the I'll say ghetto persuasion. Okay. Not doesn't matter the race. Doesn't matter the race. Okay. Just okay. you can tell there's some hoodness going on in yep. front of you. 
I actually saw that at the hotel I checked in the other day in, in Richmond. And some some of those people don't code switch. And they're like, hey, yo, I need a room. Like, yo, y'all got two rooms? Oh, that, but, Saif, to your point, if you don't code switch at all, like you're not able to change based on the circumstance you're in, there's probably a reason you might not end up in a great circumstance because it shows a basic lack of how to operate in a way that's Maybe. beneficial to you. Yeah. It's a self-preservation thing. Mm. You know, like it's it's now now hold on. If code switching were to entail that like when I went to have my meetings at ESPN, they were like, "Hey, so we know you do the hip hop thing at Hot 97." But yeah. Like, you don't really care about that, do you? And I went, <laughs> of course not. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 listen, I try to appease them. I, it's a, it's a, it's a joke. This rap music, all their listen. It's just a political plan so I can be loved. Of course, that it's almost like. Th- is that what people think code switching is? Like, no, the code switching would be that when they say, "So you you work at Hot 97 too." And I'd go, I do, I do. I've worked there for about 15 years. I, it's a really big part of my life. Oh, really? How did you fall in love with hip-hop? Well, it's funny. You know, my family, you know, we, we went to New York and blah, 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 blah. And I might say it in a way that's digestible, but I don't, mm-hmm. for them, but I don't change who I am. The story doesn't change. Right. You're just changing the way you communicate it to make it make sense to the people you're with. Like, even from a humor standpoint, like, I'm, I, I am funny on both hot and on the K show, but the way that I'm funny is different. It, it's got a different feel in both situations. And Frankly, what it comes down to, Saif, is we're incredibly talented because we're able to operate in multiple worlds. A lot of people aren't. They can only operate in one way, and if you don't get it that way, you're out. Yeah. Whereas I think that we are able to operate in multiple places. Now, you told me, hold on, you had a story about your arrest. Uh, not arrest, but yet. <laughs> I would say detained. <laughs> I have to tell you about the Robert E. Lee statue that I saw in Richmond. Yeah, so I saw you post that. It's I got to talk to you about that. And when I was deciding where I should stop in Richmond, I got to tell you about my phone call to push a T. I mean, where I should stop in Virginia. <laughs> so well, are you going to tell do... me now? No, no. Well, yes. Yes. Right. About in 30 seconds. Uh-huh. But unfortunately, it'll only be on Patreon. No, 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 no. Fortunately, it'll be on Patreon. Oh, fortunately, it will only be on Patreon. And if I finish this Bailey's and coffee, I will be drunk by the end of the episode. So this should be good. Okay. Turn up. Turn up, baby. It's vacation style. We love you guys. Thank you for joining us. Um, and like I said, hopefully you've looked right now at the patreon.com slash dead. We've come up with a solution that we think will please everyone for now. Um, Wanup is life. I said Wanup is dead. It's patreon.com slash is life. Thank you, Billy June. And uh, it's wherever you can find your podcast. But on Patreon, that's where you get the special things like what we're about to do right now. And Saif, I think this new price plan we've come up with for the at least for the time being yeah. is a good play for everyone. Yeah. Thank you, Rory and Maul, for helping us out. Help help <laughs> us figure out this price plan. And by the way, Rory and Maul, please send us a check. Pay homage. You know, Joe should write us a check too. Joe has to and, write us a check. And what about Nori? 
I, I, I would give Nori a pass. Well, only because Nori was so ridiculous. Nori would come on our podcast and not even know he was on a podcast. Yeah. So we can't even say that he bit us because he didn't know what he was doing. No, and he, but he shows so much love. By the way, do you remember the episode when Nori told us on One Ep the story about shooting his friend? Yeah. Well, who was the person again who got shot? Was his name Kung Fu Joe or something like that? Yeah, yeah. So- Something like Karate Joe. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. I swear to God, he didn't even know where we were. So it, he didn't steal anything. He just came up with this shit on his own. But, man, I'll tell you right now, I watched I watched the T-Pain Drink Champs this week. They Shouts to EFN and Nori. They're having the best run of their yeah, entire time right so now. So much fun, man. They're killing it. Shouts to those guys. So, anyways, we're going to keep recording on Patreon. We'll see you there.